superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Angeles, home of Super Bowl 56. It is the Miz, <laughs> WWE superstar. I am not rooting for the Bengals. The Bengals are going to lose. It's the Rich Eisen Show. The Los Angeles Rams are going to slaughter them. Iron sharpens iron as man sharpens man. Nothing else matters, fellas. We sharpen each other every day we go to work. Earlier on the show, host of NFL Honors, actor Keegan-Michael Key, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Still to come, senior reporter for the MMQB, Albert Breer, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. It's been a fascinating day. Keegan-Michael Key in hour number one. Kurt Warner in hour number two. Jonathan Taylor is about to join us here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's going to be dynamite. Um, And it's just been wild because uh, even though Brockman, you're there, and TJ Jefferson is where you are, and Mike Del Tufo is where he is, it's been a redemptive show for Mike Del Tufo because really you know, early on, you know, and in Keegan Michael Key's last appearance, you kind of blew the audio setup yeah, and the I start saw, bench I cut. We gave you another shot, and you <laughs> nailed it. And then all of a sudden, in the last uh, 15 minutes, our phone lines are lit. Adam, our call screener, is off today, and you've been multitasking. And are, I mean, I think I you're going to take it. a nap. Are you going to take a nap later? Because this has been no. A- I actually, think I'm going to the NFL Network later. No kidding. Yes. So yeah, then you're I definitely going to take a nap. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> For old, t- for old time's sake. Hey now. Oh, hey now. That was Thank you. I stepped right in there. And then it's our last hour in studio with the Vince Lombardi Trophy that has been here every single show uh, since Monday. And in between, uh, the, the trophy sits in between me and my in-studio guests from Sports Illustrated, our good friend. <laughs> Albert Breer here in the flesh. They make you return it then? Is it, is oh, it, yes. They yeah. kept the receipt. Yeah. Okay. So, receipt. Like, <laughs> so it's here till Wednesday and then it's going somewhere This is else. the last hour. Yeah. And I think it goes to the NFL experience from here. Gotcha. Gotcha. The that's the real deal. That's it. That's amazing. I think there's wow. two or three maybe. But I, I, oh, that could be like a fight club thing that they don't talk about how many that there are. But we have this right. one here. Right. Uh, I don't know if this is the one going to be handed to the winner of the game. Uh, they might make a new one for that. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember how they. I think I remember hearing at one point how they do that, and I just I don't know what the details are. Like one goes to the maybe the owner keeps one, and then the team itself gets one. Yeah, something I don't like know. That. There's one that's handed out, and um, and uh, I can't wait to see who it is. This is mm-hmm. this is a fun one. Nobody saw this one coming. I don't think. No, right? I mean I, I just think the the story of the contrasting styles. You know, like in the way that they were built, and the Bengals are so old school, small scouting staff, you know, and then the young coaching staff that stuck together through three years and obviously a young quarterback and a team that like legitimately looks like this could be the front end of something for them because there's so many young players. Then the other side, you've got the forward thinking big market Rams who are all in Um, the fascinating matchup, you know, and I, I honestly, like I, I look at the quarterbacks and I know that's always where we go, but Matthew Stafford's chance to alter his legacy here and to change the narrative on him and how we're going to look at those 13 years in Detroit differently if he wins this game. Mm -hmm. And then Joe Burrow, and this is going to sound like sacrilege, but 
I think the closest thing stylistically to Tom Brady we've seen since Brady uh, was a young player. I, what have I been saying to you guys here? I'm not crazy. But you that's said that, the, Rich? Yeah. Yes. That, that, and, and, if, and if Burrow wins it, right? Yeah. Where, where he wins it in year two mm-hmm. after, you know, um, a year one that for Brady, obviously Brady got the start because another was injured. And and um, Burrow got his start because he he was it was preordained yeah. as a first overall pick, but he's cut down due to injury. And then in year two, if he wins it, including a, a playoff game against the Raiders, mm-hmm. where there was uh, an inadvertent whistle, and in yeah. this one, and we were talking about an officiating decision, right? Yeah. And, and and then, but the ultimate thing is for me for the rest of our days, yeah, our children's days, and you know, our grandchildren's days that we get to see. Any kid that comes out of college and wins so quickly will be, can he catch Brady? Brady. Yep. That is going to be the conversation. And I I think this is what Burrow has brought to the fore. And we've all we've already game. had that like discussion on Mahomes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's what's so Last interesting. Last year for like, the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's we, just we, like if he beats Brady, he's one step closer right, to like Tom. If Mahomes had won last year, then that would have been two and four years, which matches Brady. He had two through four years also. I think it goes beyond that with Burrow, though. I don't mm-hmm. think it's just the winning early. I, I can remember covering Brady as a young player, mm-hmm. and it's stylistically there are similarities. The accuracy, the pocket movement, I just think it's the mindset. And, and you know, like one of the things that people would always tell you about Brady, it's not that he gets better in the, be- in the biggest moments. It's that when everything is, he's the same. Mm-hmm. Just total flat line. And I see the exact same thing with Burrow. It's like when all hell's, bra- when all hell's breaking loose around him, it's just he is he is like almost the bellwether for the entire team, and it spills over to the way they play defense. And no one ever feels like they're out of a game. Down twenty-one to three, he gets sacked nine times. You know, in Tennessee, it's just it's nothing shakes him. And that's what to me like that's what's similar with Brady. And then I mean the twenty-one Bengals versus the 01 Patriots. The other thing is, you just kind of keep winning. Like it's almost like in certain. Games, it's not a great explanation for how it happened, right? But it keeps happening, and it just sort of like that Bengals team sort of has that feel that the O one Patriots had. And look who they're playing in the Super Bowl, the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, it's kind of crazy. And it's interesting too. Um, you know, the the Brady that that Burrow has been associated with the most so far is Joe Brady because that was yeah. the you know the guy at LSU mm-hmm. who was you know helping him become the Joe Burrow we see today at LSU. Yep. You know, um, with Coach O being the coach at LSU, yep. who gave him a shot at at LSU. We're gonna go there, right? Well, I mean, I'm just stop the clock at eleven oh six. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got a degree. I'm just in the same place. I'm just, I'm just bringing. <laughs> what? I'm just talking I mean, about like, the facts know, of I, where he. I graduated from the same uh, school he did. By. Do we, we, we do, we, do you have the sound, Brockman? Of um, do we have the sound somewhere of hey, Joe Burrow saying so it himself? Still a buck one. They said yeah, still yeah, a buck one. Yeah. You know, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> okay. We go down the list. I mean, Sam Hubbard plays for the Bengals. Von Bell plays for the Bengals. There are a lot of Buckeyes that yeah. are going to be out there on yeah. Sunday. Very good. I mean, Jordan Fuller, <laughs> captain of the Rams, not going to play on Sunday, no, but so. also another Buckeye okay. on the other team. Captains yeah. on both and sides. Way, I State. saw the other day we had this conversation <laughs> when you were on when we talked about Harbaugh and you retweeted. I'm not in charge of editing. I don't tell my. Uh, I don't tell Sean Mitchell, who's fantastic <laughs> at cutting up this show, yeah. 50 million different <laughs> ways on on, on literally <laughs> five minutes time. He's amazing, and you're like. But this guy edited it out on the floor, you know, that we didn't talk about how many Uh, gold pants Joe has. uh, All right. Three sets. Three sets of gold pants. Uh, Now, moving on. This is not making air. Um, (laughs) So um, let's let's talk about um, Kyler Murray. Yep. 
because and 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 I I started the show by mm-hmm. saying Burrow has already already done what you want a number one pick to do. Yeah. Get you to the Super Bowl, change the culture, change it all the way yeah. around. And we're still waiting for Murray to win his first playoff game. And mm-hmm. it's not as if he hasn't been surrounded, yeah. right? Okay, in the same way that we see Chase and Higgins and Boyd and Mixon. We have DeAndre and AJ, AJ, AJ formerly of the Bengals, right? Yep. And so on and so forth. What is up with Kyler Murray? Well, two right things. Now? I think the one is like that I, I think players are going to be less afraid to push their way out. If, and I'm not saying Kyler is, but I think that that's one thing that's like very clear now. And we've seen that. And there are different ways to do it. Like the two guys in the Rams, Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford, went about it very different ways. Correct. But they both got out, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that that exists. Like, the guys view that as a viable option, even if you're the quarterback, because it used to be sacrilege for a quarterback to do that. Um, the second thing is the way the season ended, I think, left a mark there. And I can tell you, like, things were very uncomfortable in that building that week. The next day, they had the sort of personnel meeting that every team has at the end of the year. Leading, pardon me, leading up to the playoff game? After the playoff about? game. The, okay. week, the days after the playoff game. So the day after the season ended, they had a personnel meeting where, you know, all the coaches, the, every team does this. Coaches, scouts come in yeah. and they all talk about like, okay, like here's what we're going to do here and here and here to set up the off season. That was abruptly canceled for a couple days after that. No one got word on what was going to happen with Cliff. It was just a lot of people were left like hanging in the balance. Kyler's very close with Cliff, of course. And you sort of wonder if Kyler sees this as, oh my God, are we going into a situation where the organization could be destabilized after this year by you know, firing the coach. Yeah. Or and because, because, because of the way the season ended and because things were so uncomfortable there, I know for some people in that building, I don't know about Kyler specifically, but there were some people that walked away from that thinking like, what's the owner going to do next? Okay. You know? And again, like it, it may be that Cliff Kingsbury, who I think has done a good job there on balance for the first three years, took over one of the worst rosters in football. They're in the playoffs three years later. He did a good job getting them there. I just feel like there was a little uneasiness throughout that organization in the days after the season. I think that left a mark with some people. And so you do wonder, Kyler's at this point in his career now, he's played three years, he's eligible for a new contract, and you go down the list of guys who got paid after three years, most of the big ones did. Josh Allen did, um, Deshaun Watson did, Patrick Mahomes did, Carson Wentz did, Jared Goff did. Are they going to pay him this offseason? And you saw, like, the... Browns chose not to do that with Baker right. after last year, right? Mm-hmm. How awkward was it this year? Pretty awkward, right? It <laughs> like, seems like it. Yeah. I mean, it, it certainly seems like it. So, all right. So you're saying that the way that things were maybe up in the air in regards to Kingsbury and Kyler's a Kingsbury guy. Yeah. And so well, he, he's thinking like, what, if they're going to fire the coach, I want to get paid. It's just, so is it about like, money I, just, or is it about- I, I think it's, I, I think it like, and this is, again, this is me speculating, putting pieces together, but like, I, I like, I just think that there was enough there mm-hmm. where like there was enough going on with it, being eligible for a contract. The fact that his, you know, the coach who brought him in, I don't know if they take Kyler Murray first overall if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's not the coach. I think you'd agree with that. Like that probably does, that might not happen mm-hmm. because they just taken Josh Rosen the year before. I think it's like all these things play into it. Kyler can be a little up and down too. Like he can be a little moody too. So like I, I certainly think that there's some stuff that there at the very least there's going to be some stuff they're going to have to work out with Kyler. And don't forget, like I'm not saying it's going to happen. But Kyler also has an escape hatch a lot of other people don't have. Well, NFL. not not until, you know, uh, unless he wants to play in Japan. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess, right. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, like right yeah. now, this looks horrible, what's yeah. going on. But they're already yeah. 
you know, uh, the last time the owners called for, and you remember standing on a street corner yeah. for all those years during the NFL lockout. Yep. I was in studio. You were on a street corner in Washington, D.C. Yep. We're talking to each other all the time. When when uh, owners call up and say, we want a, a federal mediator, yeah, that's bad, that's, bad You're hitting, the, you're hitting the nuclear button. Yeah. Right, so yeah. that's where things are right there. So I, I just why why in all the speculation that we're talking about does Kyler make it public? Like, what's the point of that? What's the point? That's of, the way. Like I, I like I, I think that's the way that guys like I don't really relate with that as much. But I think that's the way the generation does it. Like you know, it's like just let everyone know I'm pissed. So I guess what? if like, I leave, like, don't like, blame like, me. Like, I mean, like what is that? It's like ghosting a girl, right? Like it's like I'm gonna go think about this. So I'm just not gonna talk to her for a few days. I guess. I mean, I I don't think it's anything. Wow. Like, By the way, great for you, man. I was on the business end of that ghosting many times. <laughs> it's an interesting way you phrase it. I don't phrase it differently. But. I, I like, but I, but I do think like. The amount of effort it takes to do something like that, there's something to do that. I, honestly, like, go ahead and do it. Well, you know what it's going to look like. Go ahead and do it. And, you know, our, our right. friend Ian Rappaport spoke to his agent. who's like, no comment. Right. So what's the comment? Which is an easy chance. I mean, like, remember. Would, oh, and would remember, just, like, what is it? Yeah. I mean, like, and what Ian said, like, I don't know if he pointed this part out, but that agent who represents Kyler uh-huh. also represents Cliff. So... I mean, he'd have both ends of it. But you got to know that the no comment just keeps this. Well, that, that, that's perfect. That's, that's exactly purposeful. it. Like that's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like so you, we, we fill the vacuum in a conversation yeah. on during Super Bowl week. Right. I mean, you know what's going on, right? Yeah. And that, 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 that people are going to talk about it. And what's the point of that? Like, who are you putting the pressure on? Like, what, oh, we, he, he's let it be known he's unhappy with us. We have to give him a contract that starts with a four right now when, you know, honestly, this thing has not finished up past Thanksgiving very well every right. year that this combination has been working together. And this team well, no showed in the building of the Super Bowl. I was there that night. It wasn't even close. That and thing was Kyler a didn't play well either. It was well. I mean, there was one play where he was remarkable in escaping yeah. uh, the the marauding defensive line yeah. at him, and he made some throw on the run that almost hit. I forget which receiver. I think it was Christian Kirk streaming down the field. Yeah, almost hit him on the run. And if he had hit him right there, that was a touchdown, and things mm-hmm. might have been different. Maybe. But other than that, so I mean, what if your management? What do you? What do you do? Like, I mean, and, and that's a hard just thing to restore too. his Instagram account and our relationship. Well, let's say, let's say that, let's say that uh, that they like are thinking about this being Cliff's last year, and they don't extend the Cliff because Cliff, you know, is going into the fourth year of his contract too. They haven't renewed him either. And you remember there was the brief flirtation with the Oklahoma job, right? Like if they're not extending Cliff. And they're going into the to the season thinking to themselves, we may not have we we may not like have Cliff Kingsbury pass this year. It's like tough to pay Kyler then, isn't it? Because if you pay Kyler now, then whoever the next coach coming in, like whoever that is, is going to be saddled with Kyler's contract. I don't know. They may be saddled. Saddle's the wrong word, but well, you know what I mean. It's but saddled he's, if he's not that good. He's a I unique mean, he's, type of quarterback, no question. Though, who I don't think fits for everybody. You mm, know what I'm saying? Like yes. so, like I think. If you like, part of it is like, like if there are eight or nine openings again next year, and you're the Cardinals and you want to attract the very best coach, 
like the best situation is yes to give him Kyler Murray, but give him Kyler Murray with some options. Like give him Kyler Murray and say, we haven't paid him yet, so we got to work through that. If you really like him, great. If not, like maybe we go with go into the fifth year option with him rather than like every coach who comes in has to be married, not dating because if you pay him that much, married to Kyler Murray, and that I, I think that that's a factor too because like I'm, when Kyler came into the league, it was very specific like. Mm-hmm. This guy's going first overall because he's Cliff Kingsbury's type of quarterback. Are you guaranteed that the next guy who you might like out there is going to feel the same way about him? Last one for you, Albert Breer, mm-hmm. before I send you into this good Wednesday. Um, I'm, I'm going to do what's more likely, Chris. I'm sorry to steal your thunder here. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I'm going to give a third option. What's more likely, Rodgers back with Green Bay, Brady back with Tampa, or neither? Rodgers back with Green Bay. I think if Brady comes back, it's with another team. Go. Okay. I, th- I like it. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think that there's some you have level. The floor, Albert. I think there was some level of, and I, I think Brady loves the guys he worked with. Yeah. Okay, like loves uh-huh. Jason Light, loves Bruce Arians, loves Byron Leftwich. I do think that there were little things that frustrated him there, and having come from as tight an operation as he came from for 20 years, that's perfect situationally, that knows how to handle everything, that is so bit buttoned down and business like. I mean, I think that there were things as far as the way, I mean, like from in-game things to like the Antonio Brown, the handling of the Antonio Brown situation that I think over time started to get to him a little bit. And so I don't think he's coming back as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Now, if there's a contender out there that he aligns with that has a quarterback injury, like then maybe like you could see it where that team comes in and says, calls Tampa and says, could we work something out where Tom could come here and maybe Tampa would, uh, would accommodate that. I think the big thing to keep in mind here, I think Brady has been, this is my perception of it, but my, I think Brady has been fearful of what this is going to be like because he's such a competitive person and he's had that competitive outlet for so long that like, he doesn't know how he's going to feel in three months. He doesn't know how, how he's going to feel in six months. So I think that's why he leaves that door open with Jim Gray. And, you know, I don't like, I don't think he goes back to Tampa because I think that team's going to look markedly different too. I think that's another piece of the puzzle because mm-hmm. now that they're off now, now that Brady's not there anymore, I think that they're going to retool some things. I mean, I do think that frustration was there, but if there's a bona fide contender that like say San Francisco is five and oh, and say Trey, Trey Lance gets hurt and I'm not wishing injury on anybody, obviously, but just yeah, hypothetically, no, no, I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I hear you. Would that be a nice capstone? Would that so, be a nice capstone on his career? All right, let's just let's just go the the, the one step further. Is it possible? Since, as you know, you know, although I'm 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 hearing his agent is like getting out of the business now, right? Selling Don or Yee? something like Don Yee because yeah. he's like if Brady's gone, like he always said, if Brady when Brady leaves, I'm leaving and things like that. So I, I'm just wondering though, is it possible that this was part of a plan to say I'm re- I'm going to retire? Like Brett, like Brett Favre with the and Jets, then leave, and then leave the door open to let everyone know I'm still available potentially for the right thing because he didn't want to stick with Tampa anymore because he saw the way things were going. I, is that possible yeah, that this I, is a because you know so many that that's well, the one thing that doesn't compute on all of this is somebody who's so meticulous and has been so terrific and so meticulous that the whole retirement thing has just been a head scratcher from the way that it was either leaked yeah. and out there and then not immediately. Well, if it's out there, then here comes the Instagram and twi- Twitter. Right. right. And then having your shot on your own podcast, which would have been the most downloaded podcast period all week. <laughs> yeah. 
passing that up, then tweeting and Instagramming out your retirement. Yeah. And then six days later, it giving, seems sloppy, giving, like, giving right. the never say never. Is what you're saying. It unless seems- it's particularly so on purpose. Well, like, I mean, I know this is crazy, but I'm just throwing at, it out and here. And look at Tampa's free agent list. Right, it's, like, it's vast. It's unbelievable. I mean, well, Leonard, it's remarkable. He kept it together for one yeah, more year. Yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette, Carlton Davis, Chris Godwin, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Dominican Sue. It, it is an enormous list. They've only got twenty million dollars to spend. I, like, I just like I don't think that like I don't know if Brady planned this, but mm-hmm. if there's a way to convince Tampa to move on from you, it would be after they get through all of that, right? Like, so yeah. Yeah, because five or six months from now, maybe Brady, if, if, if they decide, like, okay, like we have to tear this thing down a little bit. We'll take our medicine from a cap standpoint this year. And now they've got a lesser team in six months. Do they want Brady back? And one thing you know for sure, what Brady's going to do between now and then is not, uh, you know, let himself go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the most interesting <laughs> like part of it, happen. though. Like, like, I mean, you might have like one and a half cheat days. I don't know, man. You know? Like, I mean, I'm in my forties. I'm, I'm, I'm in my forties now. My knees hurt when I walk up the stairs. Oh, so yeah. I can't imagine what it takes like a 45 year old guy to be ready to play professional football. Yeah, like, is he still going to be out there with the, with the resistance bands in we, April? We, you we know take I mean? that for granted. We so take yeah. that for granted. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Alex Guerrero. So I'm sure he'll be ready. Albert Breer, thanks for the time, sir. Awesome. Uh, Always great to be here. I'll have you on next week if you're up for calling in about uh, what we're seeing on Sunday. You got it. We'll be in India in, what, two weeks? Yes, we will, and I'll see you there as well. (laughs) Check out this man's work, the MMQB, and on Sports Illustrated as well. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. NetSuite by Oracle is a sponsor of the Rich Eisen Show. Ready to upgrade? Go to netsuite.com slash rich. Pleased to have right here on the Rich Eisen Show, courtesy of our friends at FedEx, to talk about the FedEx Aaron Ground Player of the Year Awards to be handed out on Thursday night at NFL Honors is a guy who had one of the best seasons in the history of running and running backs in the NFL. He is Indianapolis Colt. Jonathan Taylor, good to see you, sir. Good to see you as well, Rich. Thank you so much for having me here. Today. Oh, it's a pleasure to see you and have you here. You know I'm a big fan of yours. I've told that to you over the phone. Now I got to tell it to your face. Even though, uh, here's what I'm going to do on this program. As you can see, I've got the Rich Eisen Show mug right here. I'm going to replace this mug with the mug that I unfortunately also own because of Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it is the mug that J.J. Uh, Watt gave me. Because this cup holds Rich Eisen's tears. Final score, Wisconsin 35, Michigan 14. And how many of these 35 points did you, I think, uh, account for on this day, Jonathan? I, think I had like two or three touchdowns that day. Yeah, you've even lost track of the number of points that you put on this mug. So thank you for this mug, even though I don't really mean it. Um, sorry but, about that. <laughs> so sorry. About that. You're too nice. You're too kind. But this mug is in my uh, on my desk. Yeah, Rich had two you... touchdowns, the longest 72, 203 yards that day for Jonathan Taylor. And you didn't even finish that day, right? Did you Did you play that whole game that day? Or no? I think we I think we got pulled. I think we got pulled. <laughs> <laughs> it was 28 nothing at halftime. Okay. I don't want to keep rubbing the salt, but you know what I'm just saying. Yeah, you can stop I'm just dispensing being accurate. information. I just want to be accurate with Jonathan here. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, you made some Saturdays very long. Sorry about that. It's okay. It you're was not very really, fun, though. You're not, very really, fun. you're not really sorry, are you? you <laughs> sorry, can, not sorry. Okay, very good. Very, very good. Uh, all right. Uh, man, uh, where do you think this season came from for you, Jonathan? Sorry. I really think it just came from my rookie season, just coming in the year that I came into learning everything virtually, finally get going halfway through the year. Um, and then us falling short, you know, in Buffalo and using that, using that fuel throughout the offseason to be able to dive into the playbook even more, to be able to learn how to play the game at a high level. And then, of course, upping my game, you know, physically and, and then being able to put that on in production on the field, mm -hmm. um, starting with camp, you know, starting fast. And so because we're talking about, um, you know, your draft mate in Joe Burrow quite a bit this week, as you might you might imagine, and talking about how he sees the game. I mean, we had Kurt Warner on previous to you, and he was talking about how his superpower is what's between his temples in a way for decision-making. What about you? You just said about learning the game and getting to know what to do. How did you get from your rookie season to this season based on that? Um, so really it was the help from the veterans in the locker room. Um, like I mentioned, our rookie year was COVID year. We all learned. We didn't have any OTAs, anything of that nature. You know, right. the rookies just came in during camp, guns blazing. So having the veterans being able to help me out um, and have me focus and learn on what to do uh, my rookie season and then adding on top of that going into my second year, now I don't have to worry as much as about that. It's really how do I do these little things at a high level? You know, those little bits and pieces of knowledge that the veterans give me to be able to incorporate that. When you don't have to think about, okay, what did I just learn over the course of these past few months? It's, okay, this is the play call. Okay, now let me see what the defense is giving me and how can I take my game to the next level? What can I manipulate based on what the defense is showing me? Interesting. 
which one do you have a moment or a run this year you had so many of them in, in where this is something you're prideful to mention that i saw or i could see and i did you got something so like it that? really happened during the preseason this year so unfortunately i wasn't in um this, this game but we had a run call mm-hmm. and i made a predetermining decision from the sideline but that's exactly where the running back took the ball and placed the ball that play so um don't know if that's what he was thinking as well but just from my experience in my mind i'm thinking okay if i was him I'm thinking the ball might hit here. And that's exactly where he took the ball. So during that preseason moment is where I thought, okay, so all of that study and all of that work, all of those bits and pieces of knowledge from those veterans that I soaked up like a sponge is actually starting to pay off. I'm starting to see it now. So you, Jonathan Taylor, are giving me an example of a play that you didn't run, but you ran in your head watching while not in the game that didn't count in the standings. Is that basically what your answer was? to? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and that's where you want to be. You know, speaking of veterans, you want to be able to just see the game and be, in it and be able to dissect it, be able to understand what's going on. When you're able to, to do that, when you're in the game, I mean, it's a whole different picture. It's just everything is just a slowed down version. Well, I feel like, just excuse me for a moment, uh, Chris Brockman, he's our, yes, our, our general manager oh, yeah. of our fantasy team. Is there any way that we can guarantee we get Jonathan Taylor next year as Again? well? Yes. We him, it, I don't we know if we can. We, year, can we yeah. do that? Can, is there any way, hearing all of these answers, uh, that we can get on that? I'll, I'll make some calls. Thank you. I'm sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt our conversation. <laughs> How many fantasy league owners did uh, or team uh, owners come up to you and say thank you for your Oh, season? my God. So many. I mean, I never realized... Until I got into the NFL, yeah. you knew fantasy football was a big deal. You, you played fantasy. You never did. You play it? Or? I've never played it. Okay, but you knew. You know, people played fantasy. It's a fun thing to do. But yes. until you get into the NFL and realize how serious it can get, <laughs> like the fan, they the fantasy teams yeah. are what they are living for during the football season. They're like, I need to win every single week. Similar to how we are in our minds, we need to win every single week. Sure. But, yeah. you know, it's fantasy, and they're really adamant about it. Right, and then they, like, people, I imagine, want to hug you and want to. Oh, they, <laughs> like, they love you. Like, oh, my, you won my daddy's fantasy league, or you, you won me $3,000. I'm like, whoa. whoa. Night. Thank, I'm, I'm. Thank you. I'm happy for you. What's your beak? What your beak a little bit off of that? Like it was your get like ten percent of something like that. You know. Oh man, that is, that is amazing. Uh, so it's you, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon for FedEx Ground Player of the Year. Um, and Mixon's in the Super Bowl, huh? Do you know these guys at all? Or? I do. I okay. do. I I know Nick Chubb very well. Um, and Joe Mixon, I, I've gotten to to me and know mm-hmm. over the course of these past two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at the way those guys run. It, it's insane. I mean, Nick Chubb, just a natural pure runner, being able to just take it the distance, a strong runner as well. And then Joe Mixon, I mean, you guys are, are seeing it on display this year. I mean, he's he's able to do everything. He's able to run strong. He's able to break tackles. He's able to have those subtle, decisive cuts. I mean, I mean those are two... I hate to say it, but you know, going up against those two, I'm like, man, why do why does it have to be those two? Guys? No, I know. Well, obviously, you've got a heck of a uh, a resume for that. Brady, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford for the FedEx Air and Player uh, of the Year. Those are your nominees. There, voting ends tonight, so you can cast your ballot for the awards at NFL.com/slash/FedEx. 
and through the NFL's handle on Twitter or on the NFL mobile app. And the neat thing is uh, FedEx is going to donate twenty grand, right? Yep, twenty grand to an HBCU. That mm-hmm. it's awesome. I'm just being able to to have an opportunity to be a part of that is something that that I'm truly thankful and honored um, to to be a part of because you know it's just something that everybody you know deserves an opportunity no matter where you go to school at. So being able to to have that opportunity to be a part of that is something that you know I'm, I really feel good about. Okay. Um, Jonathan Taylor here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, you're from New Jersey, yes, right? Sir. Okay. Where in New Jersey are you from? So I'm from South Jersey, okay. Exit 1, Salem, New Jersey. The exit so 1, very good. Exit 1. Uh, Mike Del Tufo, what exit are you from? Yeah, that's, a turnpike. <laughs> that's a turnpike exit you yes. just gave, right? What, so what about the, the uh, Garden State Parkway? What's uh, What exit would you be on that one? I don't take the parkway okay, much. Okay, very good. No, that's, it's, that's way east. Okay, so, so but one like South Jersey, that's practically go. Delaware. So We're like, I'm like yeah. 15 minutes from Delaware. Okay, very 15 good. 15 minutes Delaware from Delaware. Bridge. All right, so what's your egg? Where were you from? Turnpike? Yeah. What? 13W. Okay. 13, I believe 13W. Well, I'm from Staten Island. That's 13 as well. Yeah, so. you go the other way. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. Yep. Yes, I go into the New York side of things. So what's your town again? What's your home Livingston. town? Livingston. Livingston. My sister Livingston. Okay. in Princeton, so she's down near you. Now, you hear how he sounds. How come you don't sound like that? <laughs> it's that? It's that South Jersey. So a lot of people from, like, it's Philadelphia. Sure. That's South Philly area. So I'm, like, 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes from Philadelphia. So You have no accent at all, not even a Philly accent. You It's kind of weird. We're in that weird space because we're not Philadelphia. We're still Jersey. Right. But we're not North Jersey. Correct, where you sound like him. Yeah. Okay. So it's weird. Um, and then you're not Delaware. I mean, there's a- we're not Delaware. We're, wow. we're not Delaware. Okay. Did you see the hackles up there? So how did you get to Wisconsin? Is it because the, the, there's that Ron Dane pipeline Ron or Dane, something like that? Or but what? also Corey Clement. Okay. He's from Glassboro. That's right. So he's. I'm, like, right down the street from him. We're, like, also 25, 30 minutes from Glassboro. Okay. So me being in eighth grade, seeing him terrorize South Jersey, mm-hmm. then having success at the University of Wisconsin, and then ultimately me getting that opportunity at offer, right. doing my own research, finding out it was a top 20 academic institution because I always love learning. So I always wanted to push myself off of the field. Right. But then I also was able to push myself on the field against top players in the country. So that was kind of a deal breaker. So where else could you have gone? Where, what, is, what were your other options? So uh, I had opportunity to go to Rutgers, Boston College. I had opportunity to go Ivy League as well, which yes. was was really tough, um, just because you, you know you go to an Ivy League school, sure. you, yeah. you your chances out of school are very high to be successful. Um, and like I said, I was always in tune. I loved learning, so being able to push myself off the field that was almost a no brainer. But Felt like the University of Wisconsin gave me both options. Once I, you know, sat down for those two, three days and did a ton of research and saw the top twenty academic institution, I, I thought that's what I need right well, I'm, there. I'm trying to retroactively get you out of the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> so, um, which Ivy League schools were knocking on your door? So I had the opportunity to go to Harvard and I had the opportunity to go to Yale. How about Ooh. them apples? So, um, and uh, you could have gotten you. I, I can't imagine you in the Ivy League would have been just. It was a tough decision. Was no, 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 no. I know. I, I, I know but yeah. I'm talking football. Wise. <laughs> yeah. You. I mean, you in the Ivy League would have been just like a cheat code, I would think, because you were in the Big Ten. So I can only imagine that would be the case in the Ivy League. You know. I'm just. I try not to think about myself in Ivy League too much, because then I'm like, man, I definitely had a chance to go Ivy League, and then I'm like. 
man, the University of Wisconsin gave me a great education and a great experience on the field. I'm like, yeah, I made the best decision. I'm sure that's a, also a nice campus to be a big man on um, as well. And oh, the and campus it, is beautiful. Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's I know. beautiful. At the terrace, on the lake. Oh, my What's gosh. Your, what did you get your degree in? There? Philosophy. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Philosophy major. What do you philosophize about? You got, so I really loved ethics and applied ethics. Because really those are things that you can really mm-hmm. have day-to-day real-life examples and really critically think about. Okay. Very good. I'm philosophizing again about you no, not being in the Big Ten at all, but unfortunately that happened. Rich, the Ivy League rushing record is 4,715 yards. And who's that person? Jonathan, uh, a guy named Ed Mariano. Oh, no. D- dude, he was on Hill Street Blues. He was an actor. <laughs> oh, yes. A yes. guy yes. named Ed Mariano. Yeah. There you go. Ed wow. uh, Jonathan rushed for yeah. 6,174 yards yeah. in Wisconsin. It would have been, yeah. It Instead, it was been, Michigan uh, Blues, yeah. you know? I mean, that was, <laughs> unfortunately, Untouchable for me. Untouchable record. Uh, very good. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Jonathan, um, in between us has been our friend Vince this entire time. I don't know if you've, you've noticed this trophy sitting to your left. Oh, you can't miss it. Okay. You can't miss it. What would it mean for you to pick this thing up and win it one day for you? I mean, that, that would be everything. That's why you play the game. You play the game to hoist that above your head, kiss it like it's one of your own. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why you play the game, man. And that's why you, you have those long days in the offseason, those early mornings. Yeah, that's why you do what you do. That's why you pay attention to plays that you're not in in the preseason. That's why you do it. Mental reps. That's why. Yeah. Mental reps add up to hoisting that. Right. I know. It's it's um it's a piece of Tiffany uh, hardware that uh you can't like walk into the store and go get, you know. That's earned. It is that. And buy that. Well, I look forward to you one day doing that cuz you uh, likewise. Okay. Likewise. <laughs> you agree with that, huh? Likewise. You agree with that. And good luck uh on this award and every other that you are up for. What an incredible second year and I look forward to more from you. And you're welcome here anytime, oh, Jonathan Taylor. Rich, thank you so much. It was it's been a pleasure. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that, man. And uh, now I'm going to take this mug and put it away. <laughs> oh my gosh. J.J. Watt was so smug about it. I guess he put the he put the smug in mug. I mean, he was just like, "It's coming. You're gonna get it." And and um, be prepared. <laughs> yes. And interestingly enough, it, it's funny that he, you know, for a right-hander, it puts the it puts the the score right there on the camera. And normally, J.J.'s being accused. It's all about him. So for lefties, it's about him, and for righties, which I am, there's the mug right there. Thank you, Jonathan Taylor. You be well. You go forth and you keep doing it. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Rich. You got it. Jonathan Taylor right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll set up our Thursday show when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. Every golf equipment company claims to be the longest off the tee, but Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. It's been speed-tuned to Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness than thanks to high MOI. And that's just the beginning because Callaway has engineered a Rogue ST for every player. Most golf Offers will fit into the Max because of its incredible combination of distance and forgiveness, but there's also Max D, their dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. Now, if you need something more low spin, there's the Max LS, which gives you stronger trajectory and a more neutral ball flight. But for the true players out there, like Phil on the screen, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the compact low spin head that the tour players love. Callaway has thought through every aspect of speed, so all you have to do is Go Rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash Go Rogue. Okay. Um, so uh, the commissioner of the NFL and Demora Smith of the NFL Players Association, Albert Breer, was heading off to NFL Network where they're having their press conferences for the Super Bowl week. And this yeah, is going to be one for, uh, for Commissioner Roger Goodell, all eyes and ears peeled with everything going on with the NFL. They announced uh, earlier today, um, after Dan Snyder announced he was having his – funding, I guess, his own independent investigation into an allegation that somebody charged against him in front of Congress. So I guess an independent investigation into whether he did something or not that he's announcing. So the NFL came out and said, no, we're going to do it. Oh, they you did. see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. The NFL came out and said, no, we're going to in- in- investigate the this The investigation thing. that I'm paying for looking into uh, me? I, I mean. Weird. Well, um, so uh, there's lots that uh, Roger Goodell is going to be talking about. All right, the fruits of Mike Del Tufo's labor. That's what today's uh, theme. This is today's theme. Like if this was Sesame Street, it would be brought to you by the letters MDT. Okay, oh, wow. I like it because uh, you 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 redeemed yourself for Keegan Michael MDT and KMK. Um, the great photograph that we tweeted out and Instagrammed out, right? Of these two, mm-hmm. these two guys. Yes, sir. Um, and and then you filling in for Adam. There is no I in Del Tufo. There is one in Michael. Yes. But uh, you are you you uh, checked some of these callers in who've been waiting to talk. Uh, Tyler in Washington State. You're on the Rich Eyes Show. What's up, Tyler? Uh-oh. Okay. Ira? Yeah, uh, Ira, oh, what's Ira, up? Sorry. Oh, oh my his name wrong? Man. Why would you put in Tyler if it's Ira? So- sorry, Ira. Sorry. You there, I'm Ira? Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I was like, man, is it, am I the only one from Washington State? No, but you're not. There's here. another one, too, unless unless Mike misspelled Idaho. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll hey, see. Hey, I, I, I just want you guys to know you're really close on Joey. Uh, Joe Burrow, thanks. Okay, what do you got? And so, 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 where you, where you, where you at? You're in L.A., right? Yes, sir. What's the main business in L.A.? 
Avocados. No, Hollywood. Movies. Oh. What do you got? Yeah. Okay. Showbiz. Joe Biz. Joe Biz. Joe Biz. Joey Business. Joe Biz. He's in the Joe Biz business. I mean, Joe Hollywood is is cooler. Joe Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, but he's in Cincinnati, though, so that doesn't... Yeah, no, but he's in L.A. He's for a couple days. Ira, I appreciate the two cents. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Um... I don't know about that one. All right. right. You well, might I mean, as well have been made up by a guy named Tyler. Joe Heba, I'm telling you. Uh, Joe Heba. He smokes Joe Hebas. That's what he does. Um, let's go. Chris in Pensacola, Florida. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's First up, time Chris? caller and been enjoying the show the last couple of days. Thank hey. you, sir. Burr, 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 burr. What's up? Well, I'm a Titans fan, unfortunately. Okay. We choked. In the divisional round. Yes. Is it safe for me to say that I need to start looking for another team? Do I need to get off? No. <laughs> Stop it. You were the number one seed. You've got the diminisher and and, and, and the potential coach of the well, year to be announced tomorrow night. Our quarterback is terrible. So who do you want? I want Aaron freaking Rodgers. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I, I absolutely don't blame you. I, I don't know if that's going to work out for you. We think, right, Chris, didn't you say, didn't you say, Chris, that a few days ago, like we talked about it, that the Titans would be a perfect landing per- spot for Aaron Rodgers? Perfect spot. Well, look. Rich, actually, I don't even care about Chris, that. Chris, I don't care about that. Please, let me, say, good, let me say goodbye to our caller, and then I'm going to go exactly where you're going. <laughs> I, can't. I see it, too. Why would you not want to come to Tennessee? Look who you're handing the ball to. you got six foot three, 250 yep. pounds. No, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you hand that guy the ball, and Aaron can just stand back there and just watch and run over people. Well, I appreciate the call, yeah, man. Chris, thanks for thanks. calling in. Really appreciate that. I took Chris's call. Uh, so, so just so we're aware, we just we just had a caller from Washington State named Ira that Del Tufo typed in as Tyler, and we just had a caller call in about Rogers saying he wants him on the Titans, and Del Tufo typed in Vikings fan wants Rogers, which is why I took his call because I'm like, I'll bite. How does he find out? That Rogers, how does he figure Rodgers is going to wind up in division? How does he find out how – how does this caller That's think the I Packers was... will let oh, him go to the Vikings? Oh. As you know, back in the oh. day, the Packers once used oh. the Jets as a way station oh. to prevent that sort of Adam's transaction. Adam's still got his job. Adam still got his job. Oh, God. Alan Dallas. Over I know this two. hasn't been Al. misspelled. I know who you oh, are. Al. What's up, Al? Oh, my God, Al. Al. How is Del Tufo checking you in? Did he give you the good white glove treatment, he, Al? He said, it was in the, he said it was the In-N-Out burger. I said, you want a double-double? Oh, goodness. No, double, no, no. We're, about to have, we're actually about to have Carl's Jr. Yeah, it's true. That's what yeah. we're about to do. See, we got oh, the truck. Carl's Jr. We got Don't the truck out trouble, there. Al. All right, so I'm what do you got? What do you got? What do I got? I mean, I wanted to talk, you know, Super Bowl, but you know what? I mean, do the Germans give up... Did we give up on the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor with that uh, tight fan? I, I, look, man, I don't know. Where, where are you calling in from? What are you? Yeah, do? Are you calling in by Skype? What the hell's happening, Al? I know it's, it's terrible. I don't. Where it's are you? Super balls. I never had this problem when Adam picked up the call. That's it. <laughs> well done, Al. You got anything else you want to say? Oh, there he goes. Oh, oh, hey. Hey. Well, Mike, I mean, that's Mike, I didn't this has for three. been over three. Abs- oh God! And we thought this was no, no, going to no, be no, your no, redemption day. No, no, no. This is great. It's not. This is not your this forte. It's not your forte. 
I'm doing two things at once. Yeah, actually, you, you guys barely do one at once. <laughs> Excuse me. Did you just say that to the host of this show? Yeah, I'll say it to all you guys. I do a Anytime lot over here. you want to sit in this chair. I'll can you it. sit in my chair? Yeah, you can do it. I don't think you can. My social media is, like, amazing. Okay, it's me. Okay, oh, right. my God. I, I provide some content. You do, you do. You the tougher do. the opponent, <laughs> the more you need a game plan. BioNTech and Pfizer remind you to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. There is no vaccine for uh, Del Tufo's no. uh, handling of uh, the no. phones no. while also. <laughs> Can't get that. Mike's got, Mike's got a lot of variants over yes. there. Wow. <laughs> I know. Today. Are Vikings, Tennessee, Titans? Well, what a Vikings. show this has been. Hey, great job. What a big finish. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I bring it back. I to, uh, what a big finish. I got. We, I feel like this has been decided. Here. I feel like this is kind of like the divisional playoffs. This game was. This whole show was decided by a coin flip. <laughs> Vikings, right? this whole thing was the whatever Head, heads, right? Heads. We're, we're heads. It's all heads. ball bearings these heads. days. It's all ball bearings, Rich. Whatever, whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, thank you to my guests today, <laughs> oh my Keegan Michael Key. That was just an absolute delight. My God, is he so damn funny? Uh, Kurt Warner was here. Um, you know what he is? He is way too serious about himself. <laughs> No, I say that because I, I know it pisses him like off. Him. I know it pisses like him. him. No, I love him, as you know. Um, and I'm like, how do I not love him? I spend way too much time with him. Good Jonathan point. Taylor, Albert Breer, want to thank them. Also, tomorrow, oh TJ, today was MD T- Mike Del Tufo's day. Tomorrow oh, is TJ Thursday. Man. TJ Jefferson Thursday. Thank Dak Prescott and Troy Aikman. I mean. Wow. Come on now. Insta- Get your damn act together. That's right. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Jones. Jack with you today. Deion Sanders as well. I'm not going to not act tomorrow. Charles Woodson in studio and Chris Berman stops by. Hey. Hey. That's Thursday. Ooh, We're back on, on Peacock. Up. 